Welcome back to Head to Head Competitive Trivia, the show where we find out if you are more intelligent than a fake professor. And now, here's your host, Coach Steve Corning. Hey, what's up? Randy, beautiful introduction as always. Oh, thanks. I have been practicing. That was your best yet. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Out of the, what, three episodes we've done? Three, yeah. Yeah. And one of those was me introducing myself. So you are way better than that guy. Um, I, no comment. <laughs> Randy, what did you do this week? This is always my first question for you. What did you do this week? Uh, I, what did I do this week? Well, I didn't burn the apartment building down. Nice. Like I almost did last week. Uh, <laughs> though I have not cooked yet, dinner yet tonight, so. Okay, all right. I was going to check <laughs> it, it in. It could that's, still happen. That's what the listeners want to know is what is Randy cooking for dinner? It's our new segment. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> It could no. be sloppy joes. It could be dumplings. It could oh. be who knows. Dude, you got a, quite a wide palate. With me, I just picked up my groceries. <laughs> me, if I'm like, what's for dinner? It's probably a sandwich or pasta. Those are really about well, as I mean, adventurous well, as could, I'm going to get. I could go frosted flakes. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. You never know. All right, Randy. Good to see you as always, Randy, my co-host. He's going to be keeping track of the scores tonight and butting in every now and then to correct me when I am wrong about something. (laughs) And now to introduce tonight's contestants in the left corner, representing the Balderdash Academy faculty. It's Headmaster Bob LeBlanc. Hello. I'm here. I feel good. Let's do this. I can tell. I can tell by how loud you came in on the mic. That's how I know <laughs> yeah, you're really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking I might have my mic turned up too loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It, it adds a fact. It makes you dominant. That's that's the idea, right? In a competition, you want to yeah. scare off your competitors by being the loudest, right? Is that, yeah, of is course, that of definitely. Is that yeah. part of your strategy? Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. Big and booming is the way that I like to play. <laughs> not correct. Not even remotely close to the answer, <laughs> but loud enough to be heard in Spain. that's good that's a good life philosophy now uh, bob you're the headmaster of balderdash academy i am do you think this is the question i've been asking all the faculty who come on the show Mm -hmm. do you think that that's going to help you in tonight's competition in any way yes of course it's going to help me sure there's this there's this aura of uh of just imposingness that comes with with a title that sounds like a villain from triple x-men that's a you know, good reference. I am the headmaster. It sounds vaguely dirty, but you know it isn't. <laughs> yeah, headmaster is one of those words that just feels weird coming out of your mouth. It does, it does, and it makes me regret not going with principal. <laughs> Why didn't we go with principal? <laughs> it's too late now, coach. It's, too, it's way too late now. Well, Bob, best of luck in the competition tonight. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. And now... To introduce our second competitor in the right corner, representing the visitors, is a man who was given the nickname the Hip Hop Juggler by Al Roker himself, who has dazzled audiences with his brand of juggling for over a decade. In addition to bringing his talents to The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Sesame Street, and The White House, this gentleman has also gained critical acclaim for his juggling instruction, teaching at hundreds of conventions and corporations, and even training the world-famous illusionist David Blaine for his electrified stunt that was performed live in New York City. Please welcome Paris, the hip-hop juggler. Oh, man, wow. Um, I am 
floored that you read the bio that I gave you. Read the entire uh, bio. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that your advertisers don't pull out after this episode. <laughs> like that bio was a, just a little too long. No, I, I enjoyed it. And, and all those credits are awesome. The, the one that jumps out to me immediately, because I'm a big fan of Trevor Noah, is that you were on The Daily Show. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yeah, it was uh, the timing wound up being perfect. Uh, my wife was from L.A. and uh, she was pregnant and we flew to L.A. to make the announcement to her family. And uh, literally the day after I got back, I got a call asking if I was available the next day for the Daily Show for some uh for some gag that they wanted on the show that only lasted less than a minute. And uh, yeah, had I, had I gotten that call, you know, maybe a couple of days earlier, then I would have had an awkward conversation with my wife's family at dinner. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Cause you have to bail on your wife's family to go be on Trevor Noah, right? I mean, yeah, but that was the time we also announced that we're having a baby. So yeah, that is really tough, man. Yeah. So if I remember right, because I saw this video, uh, was it a few years ago when you did this? Um, so it yeah, opens. Yeah, this was uh, this is 2019. It opens with Trevor Noah. Uh, it looks like he's juggling. The camera kind of pans down, and it's you. Are you sitting or laying down? I can't remember. I'm sitting, and he's standing. He yeah. just looks like a seven footer because I'm short. <laughs> It's really funny, and it was such a great way to kick off the show. Did they do other stuff like that with other kind of skills, or would, that was just a random one where they're like, we need a juggler. That's what we need for this show. It was literally that kind of weird and crazy. Just yeah. in the writer's room, they just decided <laughs> that, hey, you know it'll be funny? And uh, it turns out, yeah, I asked Trevor Noah, and he said, yep, that's, that, that's what we did. <laughs> And it's really funny because, yeah, he's the performer, but he's also the one in charge. So, um, you know, he he uh, really does influence the way everything goes from top to bottom, including the staff. I've done enough TV in my lifetime, and, you know, I, I do know a lot of the tricks in terms of how you have in front of the camera on screen. You'll have a diverse cast sometimes, but behind screen, man, that thing is the North Pole. It's just straight sure. up white. But the Daily Show had everybody from all over the spectrum, and nice. that had a lot to do with just Trevor Noah's input in terms of diversifying. So they got my makeup right because it was a black lady nice. who was doing it. Well, I never even thought about that, but yeah, that's going to be a problem you run into sometimes. Like that's the kind of stuff you know wouldn't think about. Now you, so you did the show. You must have you must have asked him. Has he ever tried juggling or anything like that? Yeah, he uh, he. He was able to juggle. He was uh-huh. just terrible at it. So I'm talking about no more than five throws without completely falling apart. And I offered to help him, and he was like, yeah, yeah totally, but I knew he was BSing. <laughs> He's like, I, I got some other stuff to do. You know? <laughs> He's kind of a busy guy. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So uh, so you were also on the Sesame Street, if I remember right, from also watching your, your promo clip. You were juggling fish. Is that true? If I, am I remembering this right, yeah, or am I, did Sesame I have a Street, fever dream? That is correct. Uh, Sesame Street <laughs> just had an idea of an episode with fish jugglers. And uh, they interviewed, or they auditioned, nearly every juggler in New York that you can imagine, including really? people you know within a 100-mile radius. So wow. even people in Philadelphia came. Um, 
but for you know they 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 picked me and mm. you know that was great fortune of mine and yeah i i recommended a certain type of uh a certain type of toy fish that they could get with wooden dowels on it to resemble clubs that professional jugglers juggle and make it much more feasible to do and when i showed up to actually shoot the show they got their own that completely scrapped my recommendation <laughs> but uh, with all seriousness it was an amazing amazing experience you know looking at a lot of that stuff on set that i used to watch on the tv was yeah. uh was it blew me away and the staff were great and uh you know my daughter is one and a half i can't wait till she starts watching sesame street when she's old enough and i can kind of plan it when she wakes up <laughs> like before she wakes up put on the tv like, oh let's watch Sesame just street. sneak it in and it's this old ass episode with her dad on it <laughs> like, wait a minute <laughs> i've been bamboozled <laughs> uh that's awesome they, that must have been crazy to be like on sesame street that's like a dream come true for a lot of people plus you can say from new york to philadelphia you are the best fish juggler that they could possibly find so that's pretty cool either that or what i actually believe is they have real crap judgment <laughs> <laughs> either way uh paris you are a you are a world-class juggler one of the best jugglers i know and uh, you you perform all over the country. Tell us a little bit about where people can find out more about your you and your show. Well, the best way to do so is to go on my website. You can go to www.hiphopjuggler.com. And then, um, you know, all my social media is on there, at Hip Hop Juggler on just about everything. Sweet. And my final question. Are you ready to compete tonight in some trivia? I'm hoping not to bring jugglers down with my performance tonight. <laughs> We're in this together, two jugglers. All right. Well, tonight, our two competitors will face off head-to-head -head to see who can correctly answer more weird and unusual trivia questions correctly. Our guest, Paris, will also be competing to see if he can land on top of the head-to-head -head guest leaderboard. Randy. Who is currently on top of the guest leaderboard? Uh, the guest leaderboard is uh, uh, in the first place is Alisa Rosenthal, who was our guest on the last episode. Yes. She has 13 points. Wow. That's the score to be right there, Paris. 13 points. And she didn't even get a secret word or anything. That was that was just uh, those straight trivia answers and maybe a convinced Randy. She did right? get a convinced Randy, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, well, speaking of convinced Randy, let me explain tonight's lifeline. Our contestants will have one lifeline at their disposal. Once tonight, anytime you get a question wrong, you are able to use the convince Randy lifeline. All you need to do is convince Randy why your answer is better or funnier than the correct answer, and he can award you two beautiful tally marks. They're, they're so beautiful this time of year. Uh, you can justify it however you want. Be creative. Also, there are three secret words at play tonight. Uh, if you happen to say any of these three random words that Randy and I picked before the show, then you will immediately be rewarded three just so handsome tally marks. First come, first serve. Uh, you can only use it once. Randy, please tell our listeners what tonight's secret words are. Tonight's secret words are weed, sprint, and Hawaii. Thank you, Randy. Bob, Paris, are you ready to play? Let's do this. All right, perfect. Please give each other a virtual high five. I want to see a good, clean fight tonight. 
uh, for the for the listener, Bob <laughs> high fived high fived himself, and Paris fist bumped himself. Yeah, that's we're just we're dirty just, for some reason. <laughs> we're just fist bumping yourself. Yeah, yeah you can go blind right. that way. You saw the clean fight. I'm thinking boxing. You do that. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get this match underway. Round one. This is a this or that round. Correct answers are worth one point in this round. In honor of tonight's guest, Paris, the hip hop juggler, we are going to do a game based on famous hip hop albums. Each of these classic rap albums in this list had a different title before it is either rejected by the label or changed by the artist prior to release. I'll give you two options. One is the actual rejected title and the other is something I made up. Here we go. Question one. This is for Paris. This is The Beastie Boys from 2007. The album is The Mix Up. Was the original title A, Chill or Be Illed or B, Thick Like Beyonce's Leg? I'm going to go A, Chill or Be Illed. He's going with A, Chill or Be Illed. And Paris, I think I would make a pretty good rap album title namer because that was something i made up it was actually oh. thick like beyonce's leg <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that title paris i like the title like- <laughs> but there's no way in hello record label would green like that but that's no. probably why they put that there i feel betrayed <laughs> i mean it's like my license to ill means nothing <laughs> oh here we go question two for bob speaking All of right. bob are you a big Kendrick Lamar fan, Bob? Sure. I'm everybody's okay. fan. All right. From 2015, his album Two Pimp, A Butterfly. One of my favorites. Was the original title A, Two Pimp, A Caterpillar? Or B, Two Pimp, An Alpaca? Oh, I want it to be Alpaca. I got to go with Caterpillar. Bob's going with Two Pimp, A Caterpillar. You are correct, Bob. Give him one point, Randy. Paris knew that one. I could tell by the look on his face. I did not know that one, but I would have picked that one. Yeah, no, that was the right one. Mine was bad. Question three. Cypress Hill. In in 1991, they put out a self-titled album, of course, titled Cypress Hill. It's a good album. Was the title A, The Seattle Super Chronics, or B, America's Most Blunted? I see a theme here. You're giving me all white rappers. All right. Uh... (laughs) all white but most of them yeah most of cypress hill is white let's see uh i did not mean to establish that theme (laughs) uh i'm gonna go with america's most blunted b you are correct of course america's most blunted was the original title for cypress hill give him a point randy question four this one's for bob the lady rage put out an album in 1997 called necessary roughness was the original title A, Eargasm, or B, Rage of Consent? Ooh. I'm going to go with Eargasm solely because of the portmanteau. But I think it's Rage of Consent. I'm going to go with Eargasm. Bob's going with Eargasm. Bob, you went with your gut, and you were correct. It was, of course, Eargasm. If it's a play on words, it's almost certainly something I wrote. Uh, Okay, not Rage of Consent, but that would be a terrible name for an album. (laughs) 
movie's so bad. So Bob gets another point. I might get you some college gigs this uh this time around though. This 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 period gigs this uh this time around though. This 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 period. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. True. Here we go. At the end of round one, Randy, what is the score? Ah, uh, the score is two to one in favor of Bob, our headmaster. That's right, two to one, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Head to Head. Meet the characters of Balderdash County in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. You've heard the game show. Now you can go behind the scenes as you meet the students and faculty of our fine school. Unlock the mysteries of the centuries-old buildings, or even go outside the school grounds to meet the denizens of the village of Balderdash. Character, comedy, and mystery abound in Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. Every other Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. This is Sam Squatch, normal human. If you have a normal human mother and you're looking for the perfect Mother's Day gift, consider a shout-out or a sketch from Balderdash Academy. The denizens of Balderdash Academy are ready to... Step in and either add your mother's name into a sketch or simply send her a personalized message. We're all ready. There's me, Sam Squatch Normal Human, Homer, Hiram, even Debbie Debris. We're here, we're waiting, and it's free. Find out more information on balderdashacademy.com. Welcome back to Head to Head Competitive Trivia. We are now in round two. The score is currently Headmaster Bob with two points and Paris, the hip-hop juggler, with one. In round two, all the correct answers are worth two points. We're going to play round two, Trivial Commute. This round is a journey through four categories of multiple-choice trivia. Each correct answer is worth two points. The first person to buzz in will have a chance to answer the question, but if they're incorrect, the second player will have a chance to steal. Question one. The category is unusual historical facts. In 1958, 17-year-old Bob Heft received a B-minus from his history teacher on his assignment that would later become blank. Was it A, the NFL logo, B, the 50-star U.S. flag, C, the NASA logo, or D, the Idaho state flag? He got a B-. minus. His history teacher was not impressed by his work. Bob, you buzzed in. Uh, it is the 50-star U.S. flag. You're he was ridiculed before it was accepted by Congress. This this is why writing trivia for Bob when he's on the show is extremely difficult because Bob knows every single thing. It's not even fair. Give Bob two tally marks for that. And it's probably honestly the reason he knows that is because the person's name is Bob. Or I don't <laughs> or stop you know reading everything. and suffer from <laughs> severe ADHD. <laughs> Question two. Fingers on buzzers. In Montana. You are prohibited from giving this as a gift. The category is, of course, Bizarre Laws. Is it A, used false teeth? B, uncooked seafood? C, hemorrhoid cream? Or D, a rat? 
Which of these things are you prohibited from giving as a gift in Montana? Did Bob buzz in? He did. I'm going to say used false teeth. Bob's going with used false teeth. That is incorrect. Paris, you have a chance to steal for two beautiful points here. Uh, you have three options, or four, really, if you want to say the same wrong answer again. But I recommend not doing that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with B, uncooked seafood. Paris is going with B, uncooked seafood. That would be a terrible gift, but that is not the correct answer. The correct answer is a rat, D. <laughs> Please don't give anyone a rat as a gift in Montana. That is a really weird election law. <laughs> yeah, can, like, why did me, why me did that get passed? Montana. I think the first thing people ask is, why the hell are you in Montana? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't move to Montana. I mean, I love giving people rats as gifts. <sighs> yeah, I still appreciate the one I got for Christmas. Thank you, Steve. You got it, man. Anytime. Question three. This is, of course, Bob's least favorite category. Sporting chance. That's right. While going on to win three gold medals at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, Usain Bolt reportedly only ate this one thing for every meal during the event. Was it A, chicken nuggets, B, corn dogs, C, cheeseburgers, or D, curry? Paris. Oh, sorry, Randy. I, I stole your one job. <laughs> I mean, I've got more than one job. In fact, I'm juggling multiple jobs at the moment. Wait, he's, he's a juggler, too. This is crazy. <laughs> okay, so Paris, you buzzed in first. What are you going with? I'm going to go with curry. Paris is going with D, curry. That is incorrect. I'm sorry, Paris. That was a Paris, good, I was going to go the guess. same thing. Bob, do you want to try and steal? I, I will. I do have to, to justify Paris's answer by saying, if you eat enough curry, you need to eventually run as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> it's it's cause and effect. Um, I'm going to go with cheeseburgers because I'm thinking, what's the one thing that would be ironic for the fastest man alive to eat? Mm. And it's going to be a cheeseburger. You're right. It would be ironic, but you were actually incorrect on the question. Uh, he sustained all his energy to win those three gold medals by eating chicken nuggets exclusively. Apparently, he would also occasionally eat McDonald's french fries and apple pies, but that was basically all he ate. Now, to, to help justify, <laughs> that also covers my curry answer for the same reasons. <laughs> how, did, how does the fastest man has ever lived live on McDonald's for a week or however long, two weeks? That's crazy. I think Michael Phelps ate a lot of hamburgers, if I remember correctly, because he burns yeah. so many calories. That's crazy. Oh, and apparently it was 100 uh, McNuggets a day. So if you go to McDonald's and order a bolt of nuggets, are you going to get like this crate of 100 <laughs> chicken a, pieces? They give you a shopping Man, bag that been. full of nuggets. I think the person who... I think there are people out there who eat that diet and should get their money back from McDonald's for not becoming Olympian. Well, yeah, it's because they can't leave their building. <laughs> hey, maybe, I, I mean, I haven't cooked dinner yet, so maybe that's what I'll go do after we're done. Yeah, order the, the bolts. Go down to your local McDonald's. I'm not binging on nuggets. I'm trying to be an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Question four. The category is extremely specific movie trivia. 
Famed writer and director Quentin Tarantino is known for his excessive use of scripted vulgarity. But which of his films features the least number of F-bombs, totaling a mere 17 occurrences? Was it A, Reservoir Dogs, B, Jackie Brown, C, Kill Bill Volume 1, or D, Inglorious Bastards? Bob. What do you got for me, Bob? I'm going to say D, Inglorious Bastards, because it was the last one in the list. Okay. Good reasoning, Bob. Very good reasoning. You're actually incorrect. It's not Inglorious Bastards. Paris, do you want to steal? Yes. Um, I'm going to take C, Kill Bill, Volume 1, because uh, I think they were just too busy killing. You're exactly right, Paris, that they were way too busy killing and did not have enough time to say, you're right. That's the right, right. answer. Okay. <laughs> I I am going to use a lifeline. I'm going to try to convince oh. uh, convince Randy. Mm. The plot of Inglorious Bastards is a brilliant revenge fantasy. One that I think anybody who's seen the film wish actually happened. And so, when you're dealing with bringing justice to the most vulgar human being who has ever lived. A person responsible for six million deaths, plus countless more that we don't know of. You don't need to use vulgarity and language only because you get to eliminate the vulgarity on the screen. Plus he didn't know the Italian word for f so that was the That's problem. a big one too, yeah. So... <laughs> Randy, what do you think? I think Bob could sell me Swampland and I'd be happy with it. So yes, I'll give you two points for that. Oh no. Ferris was catching up there briefly, but Bob is now like, jumping ahead a little bit. What's the final score after round two, Randy? Uh, we're at six to three in favor of Bob. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry, folks, because uh, going into round three, all the questions are now worth three points. And we didn't say any hat, melon, bicycle, puppy, kitten, snake, sword words, right? Nope. It's worth a let shot. Me, let me review the list real quick. <laughs> you sure nobody said number two? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't think so <laughs> either, about, but... How about any golf club, keyboard, cell phone, charger, refrigerator words? Nope, none of those have been said either, but that was a good try. Yeah, we're try. just trying to make sure that you two are playing based on the rules, right, Paris? <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> if I'm in a place, you start wondering, what are the rules again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the show. Let's move on to round three, because we're making good time here. Round three, this is a Lost in Translations round. In our third and final round, I will give our contestants the real title of a popular movie as it appeared in a foreign country, translated literally back into English. All I need you to do is tell me the original title of the film as it appeared in the United States. For instance, if I said Action Skyscraper from Norway, the correct answer would be Die Hard, of course. The first person to buzz in gets the first shot at three points. If they're incorrect, the second person gets a chance to steal. Question one. The title from China. A very powerful whale runs to heaven. Bob. A very powerful 
whale runs to heaven. I'm going to say mm. Free Willy. Bob's going with Free Willy. I'm going to say the same thing. You're correct, Bob. Of course, a very powerful whale. I was going to say the same thing. It was a very powerful whale runs to heaven. Was of course Free Willy. I don't remember the scene where it ran to heaven, but I I may have left at the end. It might have been when it jumped over that huge thing of rocks. Yeah, I just want to know how whales run. They have hidden feet that we don't know about. Question two. <laughs> the title from Peru is slightly pregnant. <laughs> Paris. Oh, shoot. And then let's see uh, questions. All right. Uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess embarrassed. Embarrassed. What? I don't remember this one. I'm just thinking in terms of the Spanish language, the same uh, word for pregnant is embarrassed. So I'm okay. guessing there's a movie called Embarrassed. <laughs> That's an educated guess, but you're incorrect. I'm sorry. Bob, did you want to steal? Uh, knocked up. Yeah. Bob, how did you know this? Did you study these before the, t- the trivia contest? No, it's technically correct, man. I try to have to describe <laughs> a movie. <laughs> it's basically it the inverse li- of the game you play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, of course, Knocked Up. Isn't that a great title for <laughs> Knocked Up Slightly Pregnant? I mean, it's kind of true. That's so like All being right. kind of pregnant, you know? It's, right. It's like being kind of dead. I don't it, think there's a middle ground to pregnancy. I think you either are pregnant or you are not pregnant. I don't think there's like, you're slightly pregnant, you're very pregnant. Yeah, it's pretty much a binary system. It's not, it's not a, a, Schroding, a Schrodinger's pregnancy. <laughs> I'd like to use my lifeline here. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Okay. So, like I was saying, the 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 uh, the word for pregnant in Spanish is also uh, is also the same as the word for embarrassed. And considering the fact that uh, in in Peru the idea of American culture is so odd, then it kind of works both ways with them. In the in if you think about the grand scheme of things. Wow, I, I'm just curious. Do you know yes. the word? question yeah embarazada that's also pregnant for that reason alone you could have just left all that other stuff off i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you two points for that oh you almost got three no (laughs) randy almost messed up we're in round three i got a second three two i'm still getting spanked anyway (laughs) it's still possible to win you just say a couple secret words and uh, get the next couple questions right you still got this paris I believe in you. Yeah, just like I got my ability to pay New York rent. (laughs) (laughs) Question three. The title from Malaysia is The Spy Who Behaved Very Nicely Around Me. Paris. All right. I'm going to say it is Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. You're right. Yes, nice. Paris. Very nice job. Whoa, you guys aren't kidding. No, no I'm not kidding. That's, a, that's exactly the right answer. Paris, yeah, look, the, look at his face. He's very excited that he got it. And you're back You're back in the competition, my friend. Look yeah. at that. It's now 8 to 12. Uh, it was, of course, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I think being shagged and being nice, you know, they're pretty much interchangeable. All right. So, question <laughs> f- <laughs> No, you could cut that from the from the edit. Bob. I might not though. It could be blackmail. Keep it, Bob. <laughs> I just like how it's the spy who behaved very nicely around me is is a really big jump from the spy who shagged me. 
Well, I don't know. If I'm going to let somebody shag me, they better damn well play nice. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> question four. This is the final question of the entire game. The title from Israel. You're going to like this. The title was Super Horny. Bob. I got to go with Super Bad. Bob's going with Super Bad. That is correct, Bob. That was, of course, if you're going to sum up Super Bad, it is. That's you can basically the, that's just say the super entire horny. plot of the movie right there. Yep. It's, <laughs> that's, that's the catalyst that makes all the comedy happen. Yeah. Oh, well, at the end of our game, Randy, what are our final scores? Well, this was a great game. We, we had a lot of fun tonight. It was. But uh, in the end, Paris was not smarter than a fake professor. Oh, no. Because Bob won 15 to 8. It's a valiant effort, though. That was tough competition playing against Bob because Bob's one of those people, whenever I tell him any trivia or anecdote, I'll say, oh, Bob, did you know this thing? He's like, yes, I did. Yep. And here's another thing I know about that same exact topic. <laughs> it's impossible to ever tell Bob something he doesn't already basically know everything about. I'm shocked by this score line, says nobody. <laughs> It's the reason why I end up working the audio boards rather than playing the games. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, Paris may not have beaten Bob, but he did really good compared to some of our yeah. other guests. Where does he land on the guest leaderboard, Randy? Uh, on the guest leaderboard, he is going to land in third place. Third place? Behind? Jack Malosh with 11. Okay. and he's. But here's the important thing. He's in front of the other juggler, if I'm not mistaken. He's ahead of Shane Micklon, who got three points. So, Paris, you're, you did way better than Shane. So at least you have that. Uh, as far as jugglers go, you're, you are the best at trivia that we've had on the Nobody show. who knows me and Shane would believe that. So I can't even, <laughs> I can't even brag about that. Uh, well i know both you and shade it i believe it you did an awesome job tonight thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it uh on our way out of here let's uh let's say bye to uh bob bob you did great tonight very impressed Uh, randy where did bob land on the uh, faculty leaderboard bob rocketed to the top of the faculty leaderboard okay in front of who Nate, who had eight points, so eight, he's so almost doubled Nate's score. Paris would have been competitive if not one in basically every other <laughs> game. <Yeah>. <laughs> so what you're saying yeah. is Paris needs he, to come back he, to prove himself against the other faculty. Yes, he, he would have won or tied anyone else in in uh, in the other three episodes. Very nice. And Bob, on your way out of here, do you want to promote anything, plug anything? I do. I do. Uh, I'm reading a fantastic new book called Of Fae and Fiends from our visiting professor Fred Greenhalge. Nice. Um, I'm loving it. So if anybody out there has uh, a chance to get one, pick one up. It's fantastic. I'm also reading the Steve Blackwood Sessions, which is a handbook on acting techniques. Uh, Again, it's fantastic. Uh, So seek that out. Also, there's a podcast that I quite enjoy called We All Have a Story and Descripted two podcasts. You should check them out. Those are oh, both I'm great. Check those out. Yeah, yeah, Randy, you should check those out for sure. They're really good, and you're gonna love the voices that uh, <laughs> that you hear throughout those episodes. Uh, Randy, it was great having you here as my co-host. Uh, you honestly, you weren't competing tonight, but you were the winner in my heart. Oh, thanks, buddy. Hey, I'm just curious what would what would Al Roker give you for her nickname? <laughs> Me? Oh no. 
Let's ask Paris. <laughs> this would be fitting. Paris, if Al Roker was gonna give me a nickname, what would that be? Huh. Let me say. <laughs> this, this is the hardest this question of the night. Tough. I, uh, my best guess is he'd probably give you a. Uh, maybe Icy Hot Corning. <laughs> Icy Hot Corning! Let's go. That's good. You heard it here first. I'm ditching Showtime Steve. We're just going with Icy Hot Corning. Buy that URL right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Thank you, Randy. Uh, do you want to plug anything besides your podcast, which has already been plugged? Uh, no, Bob beat me to it. Excellent. And our visiting guest tonight, the one and only Paris, the hip hop juggler. Thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, where would where would you like people to find you on the interwebs and all they of that? They can totally find me on hiphopjuggler.com or at hiphopjuggler on just about every social media platform out there. Cool. Sweet. And uh, if you need an awesome juggling show, go to hiphopjuggler.com. Dot com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, stay safe out there. Please don't forget to check out the Teacher's Lounge podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to Balderdash Academy. And as I always say, if you're going to shag me, you better be very nice around me first. Stay safe, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Head to Head. <laughs> we all have a story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Do you like 80s television? Of course you do. Do you like helicopters? Of course you do. Do you like men serenading eagles by the waterfront while playing cello? Yes. Yes, you do. If you'd like to hear more about helicopters and cellos, please be sure and tune in to Champa and Klein the Airwolf Years every week on your favorite podcast service. Join hosts Greg and Dave as they discuss every single episode of the classic 1980s television series Airwolf. Be sure and subscribe today. Hello, I'm Leonard Kimball. I'm Nick Gordon. We're comedians and we love talking comedian things. And we figured you wanted to hear that. Together, we host a podcast called Comedy Think Tanked. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and our website, comedythinktanked.com. What's that drink you got there, man? <laughs> this is, um, this was a Mountain Dew I got for free at the gas station for being a customer. And it's the new melon Mountain Dew, and it, it has 72 grams of sugar? It was free. So like, it's like, melon-flavored diabetes, is what you're saying. <laughs> insane. <laughs> How do you justify drinking 270 calories? It's no, like, easy. It's free. <laughs> well, yeah, it's free. That's why I'm doing it. And I am peppy, let me tell you. The sugar's going right to the blood. Balderdash Academy's head-to-head with Coach Steve features Steve Corning and Randy Hunt. Music by Thinkfish Tank, produced by Steve Corning and Bob LeBlanc. Mixing and editing by Bob LeBlanc. Copyright 2021, Steve Corning and Robert J. LeBlanc, all rights reserved.